0: up to Exodus chapter 16. They took their journey from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. The whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron in the wilderness, and the children of Israel said to them, we wish that we had died. By Yahweh's hand in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots, when we ate our fill of bread, <laughs> for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill us, uh, to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from the sky for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. It shall come to pass on the sixth day that they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Moses and Aaron said to the children of Israel, At evening you shall know that Yahweh has brought you out from the land of Egypt. In the morning you shall see Yahweh's glory, because he hears your murmurings against Yahweh. Who are we that you murmur against us? Moses said. Now Yahweh will give you meat to eat in the evening, And in the morning bread to satisfy you, because Yahweh hears your murmurings which you murmur against him. And who are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against Yahweh. Moses said to Aaron, Tell all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come close to Yahweh, for he has heard your murmurings. As Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, Yahweh's glory appeared in the cloud. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At evening you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am Yahweh your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay around the camp. When the dew that lay had gone, behold, On the surface of the wilderness was a small round thing, as the frost on the ground. When the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they didn't know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread which Yahweh has given you to eat. This is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. Gather of it everyone according to his eating, and Omer, a head according to the number of your persons, you shall take it every man for those who are in his tent. The children of Israel did so, and some gathered more and some less. When they measured it with an omer, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. They each gathered according to his eating. Moses said to them, Let no one leave of it until the morning. Notwithstanding, they didn't listen to Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning. So it bred worms and became foul, and Moses was angry with them. They gathered it morning by morning, everyone according to his eating. When the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. He said to them, This is that which Yahweh has spoken. Tomorrow is a solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to Yahweh, Bake that which you want to bake, and boil that which you want to boil, and all that remains over lay up for yourselves to keep until the morning. They laid it up until the morning, as Moses ordered, and it didn't become foul, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat that today, for today is Sabbath to Yahweh. Today you shall not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath. In it there shall be none. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, and they found none. Yahweh said to Moses, How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Behold, because Yahweh has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Everyone stays in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called its name manna, and it was like coriander seed, white, and its taste was like wafers with honey. Moses said, This is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. Let an omer full of it be kept throughout your generations, that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna in it, and lay it up before Yahweh to be kept throughout your generations. As Yahweh commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. The children of Israel ate the manna forty years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the borders of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is a tenth of an ephah. The children of Israel again very quickly forget what God has done for them and complain, just like us. We're always forgetting what God has done and always complaining. And um, what tends to happen is when things are going right, we think that's normal. (laughs) And we don't, we don't ascribe that to God at work in any way. We just think things going normally is which is things going good is just normal, and we don't think that anyone deserves any special commendation for that. But when things go wrong, we blame. We blame people, we blame God. It's the same either way. You see in this, in this uh, chapter, you know, they blame Moses, but it was blaming God. It's all the same. It doesn't matter who you blame or who you grumble with, it's still blaming. And the truth of it is, that our daily lives are pretty good because God's at work in them all the time. He's, the reason we have a normal day-to-day life is because the hand of God is on us, and that's his blessing. But when God lifts his hand off us, now things go wrong. So in other words, it's when God isn't doing anything that we grumble and complain. But when God is doing something good for us, we don't even notice. So it's actually the opposite way around. And um, God is so gracious that he just serves us all the time by blessing us day in and day out without us even noticing. So they grumble and complain here. And you'd, you'd think that in return for their grumbling and complaining, they would get some fire from heaven. But no, they get bread from heaven. The Lord, instead of Pouring out judgment from the sky pours out blessing, pours out food. And we're told in the New Testament, you know, Jesus tells us as Christians to turn the other cheek. You know, when someone does the wrong thing to us, turn the other cheek, let them do the wrong thing again. And we see here God is, takes his own advice, you know, his own advice that he hasn't given yet until the New Testament. But he he's being treated unfairly, but he instead repays with kindness. He, he, you know, he bends over to serve those who are not being fair to him. And the truth is that God does the same for us. We don't notice it, but all the time God is looking after us, providing our needs, caring for us, and we only notice the times when he, maybe he doesn't. And maybe sometimes he doesn't because he just wants to get our attention. So we shouldn't grumble or complain, but if we notice things are going wrong, it's time to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry, thank you, and always be thankful and grateful. Manna is a very, very interesting substance. This this is the chapter where manna, donuts from the sky. That's what I was told. I was told that manna tasted like donuts. This chapter says it tastes like wafers and honey, little tiny white round things like a coriander seed. I don't know what a coriander seed looks like, and um, but it's called manna, and they would bake it into a bread. And um, according to Rabbi Menachem Posner on the kabad.org website, he said that um, there's a few different theories about what the word manna means or how it got its name, but a really popular one is that it's an Egyptian word that means what is it? And we actually see that in the chapter. When they first see it, they say what is it? In other words, they say manna. <laughs> So, you know, if you, uh, if you ever ask, uh, what is it? Well, you, it's, it's the word manna in, Egypt, in ancient Egyptian. And um, it's, it's not really surprising that they would have had some Egyptian words in their language, because they did live there for hundreds of years. And you know, this is, part of the, this is how dialects form. When you mix with different groups of people, you form different, different words, you know, mix into your language as well. So here in Australia, our Australian English is quite different to American English or English English. And these are the way that dialects change. And so the Hebrews, from having lived in Egypt for a few hundred years, they would definitely would have picked up a few Egyptian words like this one, manna, what is it? And in the New Testament, in John chapter six, Jesus is asked by some people for a sign, you know, a sign to prove that you're God. And Jesus says, just as the sign of manna, you know, like manna in the Old Testament was a sign from God. And he said in the same way as that, Jesus said, I am the bread that has come down from heaven to feed the world. So Jesus was basically saying that he was like the manna. And it's true. Jesus came down from heaven and he is, you know, we feed on him in the sense that we, if we didn't eat of Christ, we would not survive. Interestingly, uh, I understand that the town of Bethlehem literally means the house of bread. So Jesus is born in Bethlehem. He's the bread of heaven, the bread of life, come down from heaven, just like the manna, born in the house of bread, Bethlehem so that the world may live. So, you know, we too are in a desert. We, we too are lost without Christ, but we've been given manna from heaven, Jesus Christ, and with him, we can live. And you know, back then they used to say, what is it? Because they hadn't seen manna before. And people today, they still say, they think about Jesus and they say, who, who is this? <laughs> they still have that puzzled kind of expression towards Jesus. Well, you know, as Christians, it's our job to explain Jesus to others. And we can explain him really well when he fills our heart with his love. And um, we're able to show him as well as talk about him. Lord, I thank you for the manner that has come down from heaven. I thank you that you said, Lord, in Deuteronomy, that man and woman shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I thank you for for the words that come from Christ. I thank you for Christ. I thank you that... This is our food. It's our eternal life. I thank you. It's our provision. And I thank you, Lord, you fed the Israelites with manna and you feed us today too. So we're very grateful and we're appreciative. And Lord, my prayer would be for everyone listening that you give us the grace to feed others, that we'd be able to teach them the word of God, empower us for service. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.